Hey, James. Just James in the house. How was how's your weekend? So far, my weekend is... Oh, your week. My week. Yeah. You want to know how my week was or how my weekend is Bo, going? Well, I know your weekend. You want to start with your weekend because I know that's daddy daycare. Well, my weekend is, you know, that's daddy daycare time. It's an hour and a half trip to Vallejo to meet her mom. Vallejo. Yeah, Valley Joe. Or Valley it's Joe. It's an hour and a half up and it's an hour and a half back. And Yeah, you do that Friday traffic too, don't yeah, you? Yeah, so it was my Friday. So, um, trust me, I'm not looking forward to that trip on Fridays, but... Got my little me. We went to uh, went to the park yesterday. Had a great time. A new park in San Leandro, by the way. We'd never been there, mm-hmm. and um, had a good time. How she was the park? Herself. Was it uh, diverse? Other kids? Um, yeah, very diverse. A lot of um, a lot of parents there. A lot of stuff to climb on. Big slide, little slides, swings, mm-hmm. the whole night. I mean, she loved it. So we had a good time. So how long did you spend at the park? Um, well, I don't know what that daddy daycare or mama daycare about. That, about a, uh, that song being ain't about that about life, a, right? <laughs> about a, uh, we were there for like maybe maybe an hour, about an hour, about, mm-hmm. a, yeah, about an hour or so, maybe a little longer than that. But we had a good time. She enjoyed herself. Okay, cool. That's cool. So she's like what three now? She's three. Dang. And she is full of personality. Okay. She is full of personality. Okay. And so anyway, so um, and this and at this park they have like the slide, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of climb up. And um, she. So anyway, she had to climb up to the on the slide, and she climbed up, and she must have rolled this. She must have went down the slide like ten times. <laughs> she loved it. Does she interact with uh, the other kids? Yes. Well, she does. And so anyway, so they have this. Um, they have a sleep. They have a. a they have a seesaw, and the seesaw, it has like, it's a two-seat on either end. So, we're on the seesaw. I have my big ass on the seesaw playing. Of course, you know, I'm my big 6'5 ass, 6'4", whatever. Anywho. Right. So, anywho. So, um, All you need to do is put a other foot kids, on there. You know, some other kids saw us having a good time, and so they, they decided to come over to the seesaw. And one little girl sat behind my daughter. And then another, um, another young lady, she brought her son. And, and um, another little girl came over, and so you know, but like there were four kids on the seesaw. I took pictures; it was really cute. But then it was getting kind of late too. So when her friends got up to leave, it was like it was like all of a sudden all the kids got, had to go. Right? They all got up and left. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, my daughter she's on the she's on the see, the seesaw by herself, and she hollered and cried and just got all <laughs> upset. I said, well, I said, look, mama, they gotta they gotta go home. You right. mean? And she just hollered and just acted, just acted a mess. But anyway. Is that when you got on the seesaw? That was after I got my ass off the seesaw that she was ready to go. But anyway. Okay. That was that. Well, okay. So that's that's the life of Daddy Daycare. Well, you know, we got to hear about Daddy Day- Daycare when you come on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's, what's I understand it's all, it's all good. I love being a dad. Glad to be a dad. That's, that's my little mini me. Well, happy for you. Happy for you. And I'm sure everybody that knows you is happy to you. And your mini me, so it's all good. We like to hear that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, uh, how's the week? How's the week? It's been a heck of a week. This has been a week of a lot of mourning, you know, at least national. Yeah. From you know, uh, McCain, Aretha. Uh, I even got some bad news this morning that uh, I didn't know, but I'm just going to give a quick shout out to L.A. There's a lot of shootings going on now. All we really hear about is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I heard about uh, a friend of my of the family, my aunt and uncle, uh, friends at that he went 
they went to school with, went to Dorsey High, shout out to Dorsey, Don's, and uh, his son was shot and killed, uh, adult, adult, yeah, um, like, you know, early 40s, but uh, shot and killed downtown, and no details right now, I even, I was able to pull it up on the internet, and it's like they were asking people to call in if you have any information or tips. Man, it's like, and then when I, it was depressing. I mean, it's been kind of like a cloud over the day. Um, because when I looked online, uh, almost every day there's murders going on in L.A. Like I said, all we hear about is Chicago on a national level. But L.A. is like getting off the chain. And so when I went through some of those, just for the month of August, I think it's about 30 and 30 homicides? Yeah, I think so. That's a lot. It's a lot. A and, lot. Um, you know, a lot of them are, you know, when I read them, um, there's, Luke sounds like a lot of them are like random drive-bys. You know, some, they know when it's drug-related, they say, oh, they think the person might have been associated with a gang or drug-related or whatever. But uh, it's a lot of, lot of mess, a lot of shit going on. And you said your friend's you said your friend's son was shot downtown L.A. Yeah, in the downtown area. Well, actually, it wasn't even that deep, but on a big street. And mm. um, I'm not sure what time of the day. I can't remember or night. I believe it was evening, but he was uh, on Wilshire Boulevard. Mm. You know, that's a huge street. So, yeah, and I just got wind of that. It's like, wow, it's just, you know, pretty devastating. And as you know, I don't know if you're aware about a few months uh, ago uh, in May, uh, a friend of mine's family, his mom, his dad, and his brother, were murdered. That's right. I do. I and do, that was I by do remember that. I do a woman that. that had befriended uh, his brother. So it's just a lot of craziness going on. You know, I'm not. I hate to open up on doom and gloom, but you know. Um, just, yeah, let's keep it. Let's keep it positive. And well, you know, I'm just segueing because you know, like I said, McCain and, and Aretha. Now I have to say, when you look at that, you just saw really greatness. You know. Um, how they came out to celebrate. People came out to celebrate homecoming. Thank God. Now, these people didn't die due to uh, violence. Unfortunately, it's illness. And illness is usually what takes people out, you know, when you get up right. to a certain age. So, you know, we're lucky that we shared this. They shared this time with us on Earth, especially Riri, which she contributed to and, and left in the archives as a legend. So, you know, did you watch any of, any of those? Unfortunately, I was not able to. Uh, I wasn't able to catch any of Aretha's uh, funeral. I was. I was at work. Mm-hmm. Got to make that money, y'all. Um, yep, clock the dollars. But it was a nine-hour ceremony, huh? <laughs> well, you, there's one YouTube that says ten hours, but I think the actual ceremony itself was probably about when they finally got their butts in the in the, in the church. Uh I think it was about 8 hours from the time that they finally started walking out. So, it was it was serious. Yeah, it was yeah, it was serious and it was an all-star cast. There was Stevie Wonder, Chaka Khan, Bill Clinton, Jesse Jackson, Faith Hill, um just an all-star um, Farrakhan. Fair, yeah, Farrakhan was Al there. Sharpton, Jennifer Hudson. They, was, they were in the just a pulpit. who's who of, uh, of of greatness and talent mm-hmm. um at her at her home going and um What's with your boy, um, the bishop? What's up with him, Charles? Charles Ellis. What, what, what do you mean? Tell what, me. What, what's up with um, you know, Bishop um, Charles Ellis the third? He uh, he 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 presided over the funeral, mm-hmm. and um, he had to apologize because um, he but he had his hands a little a little a little too high 
on um, Ariana Grande, uh, the singer. Oh. So she. So anyway, for um, for those who who don't know, Ariana Grande, she was there to um, to perform Aretha's "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman." Mm-hmm. And well, first of all, let's talk about what she had on. She had on this really short dress, and some people felt like it was inappropriate that's, for a funeral. Okay, first of all, that's the big issue. I mean, let's just <laughs> let's just make it real. <laughs> the big issue was that this was well, she this, had a Sony song. This little girl, okay, this little little girl, <laughs> this little girl comes up there on the on the stage like this is some some concert somewhere with in, in a big field or a big forum and everybody out there is going to be standing with a candle lit you know looking up her dress you got all these elder men on the i mean she somebody should have pulled her aside before and prepared her girl you're going to a black church you're going to and you're going okay? to a funeral and it's a funeral the only right. thing she got right was the color black right Okay. She looked good though. Everything else. Good. Well, see, you just another one of them, <laughs> them old horny toes sitting she up did. there. She did look good. I'll give her credit. She Drooling and, and, and gleaning. So now you asking what's up with the bishop? Just you. Okay. In fact, speaking of that bishop, okay, these old knuckleheads, <laughs> just James, I'm calling all y'all out because yeah, she looked good. Look, she was, I can't see good. All I see is inappropriate. Besides that, what's funny to me is that I thought the bishop looked like, uh, reminds me of J.B. Smooth. <laughs> he got oh, the J.B. Smooth. Smooth look. <laughs> he did. Well, anyway, the, the well, anyway, the Pope Bishop, he he he, he passed out apologies left and right because, you know, he, he didn't grab the titty. He didn't say he's sorry. He groped her. He grabbed her boob. Now, now you know what? Oh, I well, think he, okay, I'm sure well, it's, it's, a, it's an exaggeration. Well, I, and, I, I and saw the pictures. Did, did you? Because I'm sure he I probably saw, he might have bumped the little girl, little what her little Q-tip. <laughs> his hand, his hand, his hand is up there though. His hand is up there. Just, I'm know. gonna have to pull it up. <laughs> I, you know, his hand is up there now. I think they incriminating the man. But hold on, but the bishop he did he did apologize. He said, "No, I'm sorry." Um, he, he felt that he got a little he got a little too comfortable, mm. and so he had his hand up there, and. During the performance, what's the bishop's name again? His name is Bishop Charles H. Ellis the Third. I'm a third too, by the way. Okay, so I'm looking. I never knew that about <laughs> you. I don't see no hand on no boo. Okay, caught on video. Bishop groping Ariana Grande's at Aretha Franklin studio uh, or studio. Oh, oh, that's an accident. You know what? Oh, oh. Oh. Well, accident or not, oh. accident or well, not, no, the no, bishop no, no. he did wait, apologize. Wait, 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 he wait, said, wait. "He said I'm sorry." Okay, well, look, look, see, this is the hand. I seen it. Okay, he just got his hand a little wrapped too far around it. Now, I, what he should have did was he shouldn't have been holding around. Why? How you gonna hold somebody right there? He should have been grabbing her little low bony shoulders. Even a girl so little, she you know ain't nothing but a stream being pole with some boobs set up there. So if you're gonna try to reach from under her arm and grab, you're gonna grab a, a well, t- he, he could have made, you know made her uncomfortable. No, he could have grabbed the way he, he held her, she's so little, his arm should have wrapped all the way over to the other titty because she's so skinny. <laughs> so what he should have did was just grab that oh. child by her <laughs> Her shoulder, but I'm sorry. That gives the rest of y'all bishop and y'all in the pulpit. Y'all don't have good reputations when it comes to well, you know what? Women when you, and when sex you wear a dress, boys. when you wear a dress like that to a funeral, you get your titty grab. Well, that's what happens. Okay, is that the okay? So that's the lesson. All right, move along. I'm, I'm done anyway, with that. But, hey, but that's not it. Though. That's not the end of it though. Now, 
again, Pope Bishop, he just apologized and left and right. Now, he uh, now he also issued an apology because he said when he saw her name on the program, Ariana Grande, he thought that was a new dish at Taco Bell. Now, how, now how, I, I can understand that. How niggardly is that? <laughs> I, but you know what? Hey, if you, if that oh, ain't your job, man. Man, it's like, oh, give me one of them, uh, I'll have an Ariana Grande box <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and put my boob on the side. Right. <laughs> But I mean, but you know, but but still, that's that's. I think he crossed the line on that one, though. I think that was a little. That was that was just. You know, little, but a even out of left field, right there. Thought, I Come think on he, now. Maybe he got uncomfortable after the boob thing. I'm assuming that's when he thought she was the taco, <laughs> taco bell box, and uh, maybe this was just a nervous reaction. Well, well, the bishop he he would, he, he later would say that he just was trying to. He said it would have been a long, it had been a long program for the, right, for, for, you know, for the Queen of Soul. He, he might have been a little delirious. And he delirious. said he was just trying to make a little, he was just trying to make light of the, you know, make a little light of the, the moment, I guess, did. you know. Yeah. But still, it was, it, it was just, I think it was just in bad taste, though. I mean, for real. The Taco Bell. I mean, come yeah. on. I know, right. I know that was, you know, it's almost kind of a little ethnic uh, joke there. And that was bad taste. So you got a little sexism and a little... Uh, you know, ethnic punch there about her name sounding like a Taco Bell special right, right, meal right. box. So the bishop is out of line, and you know what? But I'm I'm just gonna say he did apologize though. He said I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to do it. I, I you know, whatever. Well, okay. So he, <laughs> he of course he apologized. That's what, what else you gonna do? You gonna look like a fool? Like yeah, I grabbed a titty. Yeah, I called her a taco. <laughs> you know, right. I'm just saying. Even if subliminally she was up there in that little outfit, looking all seductive, everybody was looking up her dress. Even the women in the front. I wonder. You know what? I wonder what the woman on Blackish. I forget her name. Um, that plays the mother. Anyway, she and she sang with Angie Stone behind Stevie Wonder. Uh, Jennifer, I can't think of her her last name. She got the big mouth. <laughs> Mm. She plays everybody's mother in every black movie, okay? <laughs> and uh, I wonder what she has to say. I bet you uh, <laughs> we don't have it on uh, on YouTube, well, but I guarantee was, you, I could guarantee you that she did not shut her mouth. Whatever she said about it, I bet you she had something to say well, about it. Well, Miss Grande's her 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 dress ignited a Twitter storm, to say the least. Okay, and evidently she didn't know Jennifer Lewis. That's what I'm thinking. Jennifer Lewis. Of. Okay. Yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer you Lewis. Know, yeah, does that ring a bell to you? It does not ring a bell. Oh to man, me. she plays everybody's mother. Okay. Okay, but I sure wonder what it her what she have to say about our Ariana mm-hmm. Grande with her little hot taco dress. And, and while we and while we on Aretha, let's talk about Al Sharpton for a moment because doing a, um, a rant against Donald Trump, he, you know, he was um, he misspelled respect. Oh, now how did you jump from there? To- <laughs> because we talk about Aretha Franklin. That's why we talk about Aretha Franklin and, to, uh, and Al Sharpton. He was he was in the building, but I'm just saying, um, he misspelled respect, R E S P I C T, and um, yes, he did. I saw it when he when he was on uh on the television, and he did it. Yeah, he, and he did. And so my thing is, was that's embarrassing. But I wonder what, uh, how did the the Twitter react to that? Boy, I'm sure everybody was all over that. Poor, poor Al. Well, I want to give Al. I want to give Al some. I'm I, just going to add that to his age. That's all. Oh, you think it was an age thing? <laughs> that's what I'm going to uh, say. Well, it could have been an age thing. Um, I don't know if Al Sharp. I don't know if Al was. It was he was was he ad libbing during this this rant against Trump or was he reading off a teleprompter? But in any event. <laughs> 
<laughs> in any Wait event, a minute. so let's 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 see. Let me pull it up. <laughs> let's see what we got. What we can what we can find out. But anyway, out. and for our listeners out there, he was he was going on. Al Sharpton was going on about Here Donald is. Trump and how Trump should show some respect. And he says, in the words of Aretha Franklin, and then he misspells respect. R e s p i c t. So what does that say about Al? Choked like a dog. Choked like a dog. Choked like a dog. We've seen you employ people. Oh, and by the way, too. Unwavering loyalty. Teach them tricks and give them treats for a job well done. Like, oh, six figures worth of hush money to silence an alleged affair, for example. But the moment they deviate from their good behavior and fail to fetch publicly condemned them on Twitter with animalistic slurs. Steve Bannon was, quote, dumped like a dog. You tweeted after he was fired. Sally Yates, you said she choked like a dog during her Senate testimony on the Russian investigation. And now Amarosa. That doesn't include all those outside your orbit you've hit with a canine cut down. Like when you referred to black NFL players as sons of, well, female dogs. But I think you might have learned a lesson this week. Sometimes the dog bites back with a book deal. And while we're talking about female canines, you know what they say about payback? It's a real, well, you... I'm sure you know the word I'm thinking of. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. And the next time you get a black woman and a beetle confused, remember this. I got you. Now, look, now to Al's credit, he just kept on going like, hey, I, I misspelled it, but... I'm gonna go ahead and finish this piece and say what I gotta say. Yeah, so, I'm glad he did. So props to um to Al Sharpton from getting through that segment with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he was aware that he spelled it wrong right after he did? You I, couldn't tell. This, you couldn't tell it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But once the camera started rolling, he probably had probably had his hand on his head like, you know what, I done just messed up. He just didn't take his Alzheimer's medicine that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? Speaking of Al, I was gonna mention he may run for president in twenty twenty. Al Sharpton. I'm just, I'm just. It's been rumored he might run for president. I'm just you know what? It out there, y'all. That's all right. Bless his heart. He just want to throw himself out there and, and raise some money. But honey, it ain't it ain't enough people, enough black love, reverend love out there to try to support Al Sharpton. I'm you don't sorry. Think so? You think so? You never know. I, I'm sorry. You never I'm, know. I'm telling you. I, I'm let me let me put my psychic. No, I don't even need my psychic cap on. On that one is a no. Well, well, you know, before I before I cast my vote for um for Al Sharpton, if he were running for president, and I hope he does, I have really? to see what he's talking. I have to see what he's talking about. What's oh platform? Lord have mercy! Listen, I'm, you know, I'm gonna be straight up with you. It, it, before he runs, I would rather see much respect to Oprah Winfrey. And I know she doesn't have any interest, but I you know, I do a little stand up bit. The Rock. I have a little I have a little a little little joke that I do about Oprah running only because when she took accepted the Cecil B DeMille award at the uh Golden Globes earlier this year, I think it was February, and she gave what I call was damn near a campaign speech. She got up and gave a long hashtag me too 
Did you see everybody jump up? You probably didn't watch it. Everyone stood up. Listen, I was on my couch. I, mama, I was never an Oprah fan. But after that, she made me an Oprah fan. You became a fan? I was jumping after up that? and down going, go Oprah, run Oprah, run. I was okay. having orgasmic right. feelings and reaction. I'm like, the girl's good. Okay. <laughs> on top of that. She's the only person that could use the campaign slogan, hashtag, I kill him dead before I let him beat me. Now, oh, you know, I like that. Okay. Like that. that comes straight like from that. the color purple. She's the only one that can do that. I kill him dead before I let him beat me. Okay. Do you remember that from Sophia? You saw the color purple? That. Okay. How you told Harpo to beat me? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. She said, I kill him dead. And that would be mm-hmm. the perfect campaign slogan. Mm-hmm. Hashtag me too. Now, how you like that? How On like top that? of that, let me just give you, let me further my argument here. Oprah is a BB bad bitch. She's a BMWO black middle-aged woman with an opinion. And on top of that, she's rich, bitch. Oprah got $2.9 billion and 41 million Twitter followers. All right? She could kick ass. I can't say that about Al Sharpton. She got more Twitter followers. She's got half as many as uh, POTUS, okay, as Trump. And he, compared to his $3.2 billion in assets, she's a bad bitch. Plus, she got philanthropic, uh, philanthropic um, reach that has touched the entire globe. Oprah's a bad bitch, okay? Should I drop the Kodak beat, yellow beat on it? Okay, boom. Well, All right, I, I he's, can, he's I my rap. I can tell Oprah got your vote, huh? She got your <laughs> yeah, vote. She got my vote if she mm-hmm. if she was running. I heard All that. All right, her speech was like, you know, I said I'm joking, but like a, a bipolar Cardi B, it's like you know, because because later she said, oh, I'm, I'm, everybody thought it's like, oh, Oprah needs run. Run. I'm like, look, Oprah could do two things. She could she could be the first fifty plus rap queen. Or she could be the first. Did you say a bipolar Cardi B? Wait a minute. Or, or the first <laughs> okay. president, right. female president of the United States. The worst thing that could happen is that she turned the hip hop world upside down or America right side up. Okay. But when she gave that speech and then turned around and said that she wasn't interested in running, excuse me, that's not what that speech said. She prepared that speech like somebody that was speaking for a campaign. Mm. So here's my thing. It's like, it's like she sounded like a, a, a rapper by Carter, by Polar Cardi B. So if you put a rap on her speech, it would go something like this. In a culture where men are women, is, I'm forgetting. Okay. <laughs> get it, get it a culture get it broken by men of power who will fuck with you. Women's voice not heard, even if they want it to. It's my career, not a job, so I do what I gotta do. But it's time to kick them girls with your red bottom shoes. Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right. Hey. hey. But anyway. Anywho. No. Al Sharpton, no. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm just like, I'm just saying he might, he might, run, in 20, he might no. run in 2020. For all our listeners out there, he might run in 2020, and I'm pretty sure he will get some votes. Somebody will vote for Al. Okay. But what's the what's the point? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Anybody that a real, true, qualified, bona fide candidate, you don't need people to. I mean, it's, it's fine for him to say that to kind of ruffle the feathers on the other side, because that's all that's going to do. But when it comes down to it, you don't need to be wasting your vote. 
You need somebody that's bona fide that's not going to spell R E S P I C T. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good point. All right. <laughs> you can't spell respect. You're right. Enough said. Right. All right, moving on. Moving on. As, and as a matter of fact, uh, what are you drinking on, Song B? What are you sipping on? Um, It is a tequila. 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 And for some reason, um, it has, for some reason, it seems like it's got a vanilla flavor to it, and I don't know why, but uh, it's, it's tequila with a little squeeze of lime and a little uh, uh, fever, what is it, uh, a fever clear or something, ginger drink. Okay. So, that's it. Tasty? Um, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right? Tastes tequila-ish. Well, you know, I'm trying to get us some sponsorship here, so I'm drinking... Um Oh, I'm drinking a full local. Oh, so you're gonna give them free? <laughs> okay. I'm drinking. So, a, I'm drinking a full local, y'all. I'm so drinking a full local. <laughs> and like I said, I'm trying to get some sponsorship here. And um, oh, full local. We're gonna get full and, de- local. and look, and just like a nigga, that's the demographics we're like going nigga, after. I go to the store. They don't have my. I wanted the apple flavored full local. They didn't have the apple. You flavor. know, Negroes like apple. So they. So I got the watermelon full local. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Love I got the watermelon Faux Loco ain't okay? no apple, give me So shout out to Faux Loco If you guys right. are listening We need some sponsorship here At the Vibe Juice okay? I'm just letting All right. y'all know. Now listen, no offense to the audience not, I'm not saying that that's my demographics here What you finna say about my Faux Loco? Hey, love it, suck it up You never had one? No honey, I'm not interested in the Faux Loco 14% Fortified alcohol? No, no, no. 12% alcohol by volume, y'all. Yeah. 12%. Okay. One can is enough. Two? Ain't that might, what some uh, you smoke or you drink with crack after you had it? Oh, my. <laughs> or, or meth? Because you need something to kind of bring you down real quick? Really? Yeah. <laughs> really, so be. Yeah. You can talk about my drink like that, well, my okay. full local. Hey, you know what? I'm not knocking your drink. It's baby. like a poor man Cisco. I, I know Shout exactly what it is. It is a poor man Cisco. Now, That's Cisco, that is. was that was liquid crack back in the day. One bottle of that Cisco, and I know y'all know what I'm talking about. You don't think full locals too? I don't think it's too far from Cisco. I said it's a poor man Cisco. Okay, that's it all might, it look, is. It, it might be. It might be a tier beneath. Might be it beneath. Might, it, <laughs> <laughs> it might be a tier beneath. The Cisco, okay, okay, respect, Much but respect. it gets the job done. So once again, shout out to Full Loco. Um, all right, well, my shit. All right, but we ain't we ain't getting sponsorships. We ain't giving them no more. Well, well, how you outs. know? Well, how you know? Uh, any, anywho, anywho, okay. anywho. All right, I, all right. you know what? Do me a favor. If you look for sponsorship, and I know Negro like apple, make sure you bring some apple crown and you give ah, a shit. Okay, there okay. you go. Where the dollar all is. Right, all right. Okay, crown is good. <laughs> okay, because I think crown the demographics that we hope that would be listening <laughs> will spend their dollar on some apple crown than crown watermelon for logo. Crown is good. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. Listen. Moving on. Anyway, so uh, what else? What are, what other juice is going on? The juice of the week. Now you just saying locally. Uh, you, I think I asked you last time, or you think you you've been going to the lake? Oh yeah. Um, you know what? Shout out to Barbecue Becky, and just recently heard nine one one calls were released. Why and, do you think they just released them? Well, you know, I, I, um, I was reading that um, KTBU, which is a local the local news station out here in, in Oakland. They were trying to get these, I guess, these tapes months ago. And for those that don't know, Barbecue Becky, uh, a.k.a. Jennifer Schult, <laughs> she's, this, uh, she's the white woman. She may be a gentrifier, too. But she's the white woman that <laughs> felt it was her civil duty. I can tell you she ain't from Oakland, I bet okay, you. Okay, well, anyway, so 
Barbecue Becky, she was the white woman who who felt it was her civil duty to call the police because she called, she saw some brothers at Lake Merritt using charcoal. Honey, that was global. Everybody using charcoal yeah. in a no charcoal zone. So evidently. she called so, so, so she called the police. And anyway, the whole story went viral. It went nationwide. <laughs> and now they have just released the, um, the 911 calls from when she called the police about the brothers that were barbecuing. Now, think about now what's... What's interesting to take away from the calls, though, is one of the dispatchers actually makes a John George reference. I know. I, I heard that. Wait a minute. Because she, she was being evaluated right, okay. 5150. Right, That's, right. If y'all don't know what 5150 right. is, 5150 is uh, a police code for somebody who is mentally unstable. Right. And then John George, please, just James, explain what John and George John is. And John George, that's a, that's a mental facility in, in San Leandro <laughs> right. where they put the crazy folks, okay? So you don't want to go. You don't want to be admitted. You don't want to be admitted to John George, Because okay? everybody know your business. That because, means you are effed up in the brain, in right, the membrane. So if, if if you have to be admitted to John George, that means you've lost your damn mind, basically. Okay. So anyway, so she um come to find out, she made not one, she made two phone calls, right? And um yeah, two one, hours later, on one, on one, yeah, like on one phone call. Well, the first phone call, she says, um, and I'm quoting here, I like it dealt with immediately, talking about the charcoal, hmm. so that coals don't burn more children, and we have to pay more taxes. Is that what that was her excuse? What is, is <laughs> coals burn more children? Okay, we don't have now, to pay more okay, so I can see if you're illegally dumping coals. Now let's let's think about daddy daycare. If someone was illegally dumping coals and you got kids playing in the park, dogs going over there, kids pick up stuff, a little right. three year old burn their little fingers. Right. And okay, so maybe that she wasn't clear because clearly she was upset, hyperventilating, out of her mind, and she's not making sense. So I guess that's what she was trying to imply. Now, what was the other part of that sentence? Well, well, okay, so that was that was the coals first. burn kill a kill burns kids, and we pay. Um, more taxes I like it dealt with immediately so that and I'm paraphrasing here so that coals don't burn more children and we have to pay more taxes that's what she said to the first dispatcher when she called now she that was the first phone call now she called back a second time and the dispatcher asking her uh, for her name and um, and the description of herself and she doesn't want to provide the information for whatever reason and so um the dispatcher says, have you ever been to, she asked her, have you ever been to John George? I, I did hear that. And part. she's like, what's John George? And so that's, so anyway, shout out to um, Barbecue <laughs> Becky, because since she made that phone call back in, I think that was April, Lake Merritt has been on fire, on fire. Okay. I know we having a lovely summer because actually I think about 10 years ago, remember the festival at the lake or either 15 years ago or whatever. And uh, folks now, you know, there was some runabouts and kind of, you know, tearing down and having a little mini riot. They cut it off. But right, then they right. changed the whole policy so that nobody could barbecue at the lake. I'm like, I just moved here. It used to be so cool. You know, you kind of summertime and you bounce into your music, roll around the lake, you know, see all who's hanging out. Yeah. So, you know, thanks to her, you're right. Yeah. So, it kind of so, brought so, life yeah, back to so, the lake. So now, that, so now that barbecue Becky since she made that phone call weekends at Lake Merritt now I mean it's, it's lit down there right now I was, I was actually down there last Sunday I passed through today mm. we got folks out there barbecuing we got vendors out there selling food we got people out there sunbathing we got black folks gentrifiers white folks everybody out there just <laughs> chilling having a good time it's family friendly 
You can bring your kids out there, and there's love all throughout the air. There's right. love in it's, the air. Okay, you know so, what I'm talking about. Okay, so it's a love fest down. And a big shout out to the Oakland Collective. My boy Shinobi, he out there selling the goods, and so um, yeah. So barbecue Becky, I want to thank you because because of it's because of you, Lake Merritt is once again on, on popping again. Single and, and like I said, niggas, yes, we out there barbecuing with charcoal, um, mesquite. <laughs> Um, wood, whatever you, whatever you can, whatever. If it burn, we out there using okay, it right now. A little, lot of fluid, bird twigs, whatever. Okay, we out there doing the damn thing right now. Don't so barbecue, Becky. I want to thank you for that because right now, Lake Man is back. It's oh, back. Oh Lord. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I got that nine one one out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. More juice of the week. Uh, have you been watching? Oh, so you know everybody's been talking about undisputed. Have you watched that LeBron? Uh, I have. I have. Well, I not, have. Well, okay, so really, I sit undisputed. And I'm talking about Shannon and um, uh, the dude. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Okay, thank you. But the, everybody's talking about, and I, admittedly, I don't have HBO, but I've been hearing about it. Boy, I'd love to see the uh, the, the shop. shop. Okay, there the shop. LeBron, LeBron James. James. Everybody's giving him a lot of positive feedback. I think that for some folks, for white folks, let me just say. They're a little shocked because they don't get to see this side of any athlete coming out raw, talking about his, you know, real feelings about social issue and racial issues in in the uh, the U.S. and and we know you, brother, you go get your 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 shavings, your bald shave, <laughs> them little stubs shaved off in the barbershop. So you know what. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not, but I'm just saying. So you know what brothers talk about because you know they talk about everything. Yes, in the barbershop. Yeah, yeah, it is that is a traditional, uh, sacred temple historically for black folks because it was besides the church, it was the one place for for men. Without the women, they could talk about everything. Right. You know. Right. So you know. So and I mean, and this is not something new. This is our tradition. So for him to have a camera spotlight on a place that has normally and typically been, you know, a uh, uh, kind of a, a all the all boys club for, you know, for our African American male, this is a big thing. I think I think it's safe to say too that Shannon Sharp is probably LeBron's biggest fan because. I don't think there's an episode of Undisputed that he does not mention LeBron's name in some capacity. Oh, yeah, he is. He's I the mean, goat, he this, he that. He's the goat, he's the unicorn, he's the everything. You're right. Right. You know, Skip. You know, Skip. <laughs> LeBron. Right. Right, right, right. Skip, I just want to tell you with that list. Right. You know, because uh, LeBron, he's everything. He's everything. He's he everything. He's the goat. He's the goat. <laughs> There's all time, Skip. He starts signifying. What to do off the court, Skip? <laughs> Open up a school, Skip. Right. Right. Signifying. Right. Been a non-state fighter. Anyway, so. You know, and, 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 and that Sharp guy, is, Skip, you know what, what? It's like sometimes I think in my mind, he's just going and he's being real PC about it. But I can just see him with the wrinkles showing up in his forehead. He's like, oh, here I go again with this nigger <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's got a deal. You know, I, I really, I really, I, I really wrong, hope but. that Skip Bayless is not saying that in his mind. Before, <laughs> but um, but getting back to the shop and for our fans who mm-hmm. uh, our listeners out there who may not be aware, it's an um, it's it's a it's the, it, the show is called the Shop. It features LeBron James in a in a barber in a barbershop setting. It's um in L.A. I believe it's filmed in L.A. 
Okay, um, that would make sense. Yeah, it's in L.A. and as you know, he plays for the Lakers now. Right, right. And it's, it's sort of and it's, and it's like it's, it's LeBron James. It's raw. It's all it's 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 authentic. It's LeBron as you've never seen him before. Now I don't have HBO. I can't afford it. You know, <laughs> right. But you've seen the, you've seen <laughs> right, some but, of the highlights. But, right. But anyway, right. so anyway, um, it's called the shop. It premiered. Um, I believe it premiered last weekend on HBO. But anyway. It's that setting. Is, um, the first episode featured Snoop, right? Odell Beckham Jr., mm-hmm. Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, who am I forgetting? Um, somebody else. Um, but anyway, they have a candid conversation. They have a can- they're talking about John Stewart. John Stewart, mm-hmm. and I heard and I heard he looked very uncomfortable. By the way, well, okay. So when we go into it, because I did dig up some stuff that was okay, said, okay, and I can imagine why John Stewart. I'm sure you could, you know, just from the uh, the YouTube snippets, right? John Stewart and the look on his face, and I wish this is why I've got to get access to this because John Stewart looked like. You know, at times that he was very uncomfortable in here, you know, amongst these black males in this conversation. Speak, speaking very now, openly, particularly and candidly. Let about me give you shit. something. Yeah. So Snoop, on there's one snip uh, that Snoop says. Basically, he's talking about you know the rap game, and he gets real deep into it about you know what it is today and how you know he's not out there constantly doing things because you know coming from uh, you know the uh, NWA. Right, Snoop? you know, yeah, he was part of NWA. No, Snoop what? was not. No, I'm he sorry, was, so, so he was not part of NWA, but he was. Well, he, 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 he was featured, he was Doctor Dre's protege. Put it like well, that. Yeah, right. But yeah. he was featured in on some 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 of the songs way back then. You know, a couple of them. You know, and the, even post when Def Jam, uh, not Def Jam, but Def Row came in, Snoop was right a part of that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was one so, of the biggest artists. You're so right about one of that. the things he said he didn't like being second place. You know, he says, "Hey, I'm not out there making new records, and I'm not cool with that." You know, when we did what we did, and we were up there, it's like he said the East Coast had it down. They had everything. They was doing everything. We decided to take over and said we're gonna do things. Our way, he said. So they started touring everywhere outside, you know, of the U.S. and so forth. And how he talked about, and he brings up Gaddafi, and he says how he was like that motherfucker was paying cold cash, and it was like he gave us so much cash. And somebody asked him about giving something back. He's like, "No, nah, motherfucker, I'm taking this shit. Man, Just go with I me." Don't, I don't blame. But he you. said, and "I didn't give a shit." It's like you know. And so I'm thinking, John Stewart, and he talk about Gaddafi. And, uh, you know, the the country of Libya in uh, Islamic State. And I'm thinking all the conversation and how, you know, spitting back and forth. And by that time, I don't know when Snoop chimed in on his turn, but I could imagine at that time. And I'm looking at over just a little uh, a view of John Stewart, who is Jewish. I'm sure this shit from the beginning to the end, it just escalated to a place that I can imagine that he was very uncomfortable maybe, around you know, this. Maybe so. And, and I guess, the, I guess a, a question too would be, did, did LeBron hand pick these athletes to well, be there? Well, they weren't all athletes. Though. Well, what I'm saying, well, the, 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 the panel, the people that were there, Snoop, um, Draymond. Odom. Um, Odom? Yeah. Wasn't Odom Beckham? Oh yeah, Odell. Odell, Odell excuse Odell. me. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, wait, I'm, I'm getting like, confused. Uh, we on Lamar? Wait, hold yeah, on. I know. <laughs> wait a minute, what? But Odell, we, we will have to bring him up too. Yeah, Odell Beckham, who, OBJ, right. who by the way who just OBJ, signed a right. uh, ninety-five million dollar five-year. You know, you know, he got a With lot of New money. York Giants. Yeah, yeah, New York Giants. He's got a lot of fucking money. Is it the okay. Giants? Yeah, the, the New York Giants. Uh, but and also, some people, some people have said that the show was not authentic because. And when I say some people, I'm talking. I'm referring to like um, 
people who cover this sports. This is the media. Yeah, yeah. So what are they saying? And they're saying like um, they were saying because during um during the I guess during the taping mm-hmm. they're drinking wine. Okay. LeBron's got his wine glass. You know, Draymond's got his wine glass. Yeah. And to be honest, niggas out here in the barbershop that I go to or used to go to. Don't drink wine. Don't drink, we don't drink wine. Okay, but wait a minute. In the barbershop. Look, first, let me just say yeah, this. Now, look, I got, so I just got my rebuttal. Let me rebut you. So I got to say this. <laughs> Here's my butt. Okay. Uh, now, this is L.A. And the reason why I say that, because I, Song B, am from L.A., West Side, and I'm also West Side. <laughs> and, the W, you right? Know, hey, West Side, West Adams, West Side. You know, uh, went to the you know uh, almost West Hollywood, Fairfax. You know, the F in the house. And so, the thing is, is that L.A. No matter what, I don't care what side. There's parts of L.A. that there's a real Hollywood flair. So you hear a lot of, uh, and I, in fact, and we'll segue to Kevin Hart, but one of the things that'll be, that'll come up that he'll ask or questions is like, how has living in LA impact you? Whether you're an athlete or you come there to act or perform or whatever. So there's an environment that you're going to see in certain, uh, salons. Okay. For women and barbershops. It just is what it is. So I'm sure that wherever they are and whatever barbershop they chose, so wait, so, I'm just saying. So having so wine saying, so and whatever. So you're saying it's 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 probably it's commonplace for niggas to. No, to I'm wine saying in the that this, there's a L.A. culture. Oh, okay. 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 And there's a Hollywood culture. Okay. There's an L.A. culture that you ain't gonna see everywhere. That's okay. now that's that's the real. Most people ain't experiencing what people might experience in L.A. because L.A. doing that's just how L.A. doing things. Well, yeah, you're right. Now, I'm LA. sure at New York. There's certain areas and cultures in New York because people got a whole lot of money, and so there might be a black barbershop and I'm right. sure several salons. They got salons here that do uh, martinis and daiquiri pedicures and manicures. Y'all right. didn't know that, but right. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, the, the whole the whole wine thing. I'm not saying it's any less authentic because they were drinking wine. Because yeah, again, but they're, that, they're, that that alone can't make it, um, you know, not authentic. Well, um, that's 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 one thing that was that was mentioned, and then of course, you know, they they, they use the N word and and, and during the now segments. tell me that ain't authentic. Come that, on, that, in no, the barbershop, that, that is authentic. All right, thank you. But the thing, but like you said though, but the fact that it's coming from LeBron James, you know, people are like. Oh, Oh my God! Okay, they using LeBron. I never seen LeBron. He he used the N word, and it's like because uh, there's an expectation, and you know this when it comes to athletes that just you're supposed to be heroes. You're not supposed to be who you are. You know, I'd like uh, get uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick on there. You know, to talk about some real shit from the athletes that are trying to. That would be cool. Hell yeah, that'd be cool. Damn right. And, you know, so the thing is, is that who LeBron is and and, and one of his intentions of doing this, obviously, is that he's tired of shit. This might be now because if if Trump is the rebuttal to having a black African-American president, Obama, then everything else, like such as the shop and a lot of things to come out is the rebuttal to having a Trump in office. You might see more shit like this. And that's just keeping it real. 
Well, you know, I, I really, I really, I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it, you know, with mm-hmm. LeBron showing this, you know, showing just who he is. Mm-hmm. And I think he's at that point in his career now and in his life now where, you know, he's a family man. He can say what he wants. He has nothing to prove to them. He's acting he, like the 70 year old black he, man right, is but, like, right, right. I done dated and been there. God damn it. I'm going to say what I want to say. But yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but, I, but I commend LeBron because it's like, it's like, this is who I am. You know, he has nothing to prove. You know, he's, you know, he's the greatest player on the planet, as he says. He's the greatest player on the planet. And, I think he's comfortable with this program. He is comfortable. And just, and just showing, hey, this is who I am. But and this I, is and, it. and he's not apologizing for shit. And Unapologetically. I like, that. I like that. But this is, this is the point. It's with an intent. It's an intent to, to stay in a comfort zone. Like, don't come at me with your cameras when I'm with my family. Don't come at me with your phones because right. you might get it shoved up your ass. Now, now I'm instead of me one on one and TMZ having to run behind me or some other reporters taking pictures of me snapping at somebody. This is like Aaron to the world. This is who I am. Right. I'm a human being first. I have opinions. I have emotions. I have feelings. So. Now that I air my ass and my dirty drawers out there, now when you see me walking through the airport or you see me having uh, food dinner with my family or cafe or you see me going down the street, you shoot it. You, you know, you got a shout out at me. What you're going to get back is the real me because now, you know, you don't have to be uh, caught off guard. He's putting it out there that way. He is. He is putting it out there. And I, and I think on, on some level, Sonby, I really believe that. That LeBron, he may have, he may have even, I don't want to, say, um, he he could have lost some. It's possible he could have lost some fans and for and and from the show, right? From what, just from just from again, just from the setting and just from well, the nature of the, of the conversation and just being you know, right. in word and just just being himself. That's going to make a lot of that. people uncomfortable. I understand, and, and particularly, you know, some. Uh, black folks are going to be uncomfortable and some white folks, a lot of white folks might be uncomfortable. Yeah, right. yeah. Particularly ones that have kids that maybe have a big uh, life-size poster of him. Right, right. And, you know, in the bedroom, it's like old, you know, and then the kid thinks, if, now, if the kid is watching the show, because I think, that, you know, certain topics and language, uh, I, I don't know what it's rated. I'm sure it has a rating. Right. But she's a warning, contents may be offensive, you know, uh, there's, you know, and and they need to give that fair warning to people so everybody's not letting everybody listen right. to and, it and, and see, watch that's, this. And that's what I'm saying. For and for LeBron to to even, you know, to to do a show like this and to put himself out there like, hey, this is who I am. This is this is this is me basically. I think that really says about a lot, a lot about him and where he is. Mm-hmm. Like I said, in his life and his career, and he like, you know what? I don't I don't give a damn. I have nothing to prove to anybody. Mm-hmm. This is me. This is what I do. And like it or not, hey, this is it, right? <laughs> Right. So I mean, so, and again, he's an athlete, and a lot of times, again, athletes are considered role models. Mm. Um, you know, children love athletes, and, and and LeBron has a huge following. You know, they're 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 guys who love like love LeBron wherever he goes, wherever team he plays yeah, for. He can do no wrong. They become fans of that team wherever, no matter where LeBron goes. So, well, now, well, yeah, remember but, wasn't yeah. the case when he first left Cleveland. But, I mean, yeah, but I'm saying, but, yeah, but just but just his brand alone. So right. again, kudos to LeBron. For just being for being raw for for being real authentic whatever well, um, I think he, it's a great I think it's a great um, so here's concept. what Shannon from uh, Shannon Sharp from Undisputed one of the things that he said now he uh, he says that yes he's outspoken and he's keeping it real he's coming out of his bub- bubble but he says you know he's calling this 
a new version of LeBron, his, this platform that he has through the show. So I'm just going to say, so for example, this is LeBron (laughs) 5.0. 5.0. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. 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 And and if you, if this is the new LeBron 5.0, you won't like him. Everybody not going to like him. But the point is LeBron 5.0 don't care. Now, I don't know if he cared that much before, but he really don't care now because he's saying whatever he want to say. And he uh, so Shannon also compares LeBron to John Carlos and, and Tommy Smith from the uh, late 60s Olympics when they raised the black power fifth. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. Yes. This is an athlete using his platform to for uh, social issues, you right, know, right. and that need to be talked about because of his star power in, in, you know, in the media and so forth. Uh, there may be a good positive influence or if people continue to tune in that would normally see this person might see some humanism in him instead of making him an icon in an image and something that's, that's not real, that you have to stay in this platform in this square peg in this way. This is making him real and bringing these social issues using his platform in that way may impact and affect, affect certain people and, and open up the doors. I think it's wonderful. He also compares him to like, for example, Muhammad Ali, when he refused to uh, serve uh, the country in the Vietnam war. In the Vietnam right. war. And that was a powerful thing. He was willing to go to jail for what he believed in. Right. That's why at the same time, I strongly stand and, you know, behind a um, brother Kaepernick, you know, uh, and I, I hope that he makes real gain in his uh, in his lawsuit, you know, against yeah, the that, NFL. Yeah, that's I right. really that's do. Right. That, that's that's um that's that's huge because the judge decided that they were going. That he's actually going. That he actually has a bona fide case. And, and talking about Kaepernick, mm-hmm. and you know, depending on how that how that all pans out, that could have huge ramification for the NFL mm-hmm. going forward. Depending on how that whole that whole trial well. It's not necessarily. It's not really a trial necessarily, but it'll be interesting to see how that all plays how it plays out, out in yeah, court. Plays you out. know, and then although you know, if you weigh in on you know, get some of the the so called legal experts to weigh in, they make it sound like uh, his chances are like uh, forty to sixty of really you know winning his case. It's good to put it in the legal uh, courtroom in the mm-hmm. arena to bring it because he definitely has a case. Yeah. Uh, but they're saying like him, his chances of winning and right. the impact are very. And, you know, and, we, and we're not saying that. And we're not saying that LeBron is going to be, you know, banned from the league, whatever, for for you know, for his show or for his comments, where you know his stance on just social uh, issue, whatever. Um, well, basketball is a different arena yeah, it's, it's, too. It's different. Plus, right? it's, football. It's, it's, it's different. Football so is different. more political but, but, than but anything. Clear, but clearly, Kaepernick was blackballed. I mean, that's without 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 saying. Oh, absolutely. We know okay. that. We're without, not stupid. Without saying, that's like we we, we we will sit here and listen to Trump give us. Uh, I think they're counting over four thousand lies since he's been in the White House, and then but we will buy that and not believe that Kaepernick's been blackballed. Give me a break. You know. Yeah, so. I we, mean, we know that it's so obvious, and I'm not even sure. Um, and his his teammate at the time, Eric Reed, I believe that's his, the brother's name. Mm. He also kneeled with Kaepernick during his protest, and I'm not even sure if he has a job right now. And he's, I believe, Eric really? Reed plays. Um, I believe he plays. He's either cornerback or or safety. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. But anyway, I don't know if he even has a job right now. So mm. we'll see how that all plays out. But getting back to LeBron, it's almost kind of like 
when Denzel, you know, Denzel always was, was known to play these roles, being like a good guy, a stand-up kind of guy. But then, then Training Day comes out, and it's like, whoa, we ain't never seen Denzel that way, this way. You no, know, he a real, he, no, he, a, out he, of, he a real nigga, right? He, he stepped like, outside. He is his, a real his nigga. He, characters, whoa, yeah. Won an Oscar, won, a, won an Academy Award for and, performance in the, Training Day. So. I had a problem with that because there's a lot of roles. To me, he should have gotten him from Malcolm X. Oh, without a doubt. But but doubt. see, see, character that plays that looks more like what people expect a black man to be that's what he gets the award for and i you know i got a little bit of issues about that that now that's just me he personally played a, look he played a corrupt cop right he was a cop yeah a dirty cop but a, cop. a dirty black cop okay R- running the jungle <laughs> a nigga in the jungle and when i say that jungle i'm saying I'm referring to the the neighborhood that he lived in because in la it's referred to as the jungle so he was a king Kong nigga in the jungle well, you know, King Kong, King Kong ain't got shit on him. You know that. King Kong ain't got shit on Denzel. And, Not a damn but, but thing. But that's what he had to win okay. the Oscar for. Okay, well, hey. hey look. Hey. I think he played, uh, was it Nicky Barnes in um, the drug, uh, when he played the uh, the, the, the dope dealer. The dope he dealer. played, uh, was not Nicky Barnes, but... Um, what was the movie uh, that Denzel played? He was the dope dealer. That was a great movie. Oh, you know what? Um, I think I I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name. I can't think of the movie right now. At the off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, that role, which was I thought pretty awesome. Uh, he could have won American Gangster. Oh, Amer- okay, American. Okay, American Gangster. Yeah. Gangster, okay. Uh, American Gangster. Um, Soldier Story. Great movie. Well, yeah. Yeah, but you know, American Gangster was pretty good, and that was a true story. And then you know, um, and like I said, the, uh, the I mean, there's a few movies that he's he's done. And Malcolm X, True Story, it was epic. It was biopic, mm-hmm. you know. And he definitely was uh, Oscar worthy of that. And I know that really wore out um, of our producer Spike Lee. Speaking on Spike Lee, I'm not going to do a deep dive on it because I want you to see it. But I did see Black Klansman. Okay. And uh, it was definitely a Spike Lee movie. You know, when I say that, there's there's certain uh, uh, perspective from the uh, producers and the director's view and camera shots that are typical of Spike Lee. Uh, even some of the writing and the way that, and, and that was Denzel's son that played the main character. Did you know that? I did not know. I did not know yeah, that. You know what? I didn't realize that until afterwards. Okay. And um, someone brought it up to my attention. And you know, when I think about it now that the way that he talks, you know, and his uh, just his tonality and accent, it's like, yeah, that's that's Denzel's son. Okay. He did a damn good job. I'm, I'm, that was really good to hear but I would say for the most part before we talk about that and we'll have to talk about it next time yeah I have, I to, want I have to, to go see, see the movie I have to go do I have to see the movie we, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to do a dive in Black Klansman uh, Sorry to Bother You okay and also in uh, Dead what is it uh, the other movie out of Oakland uh, Blind Spot Spotting oh, Blind Spot okay Blind Spotting but I would say definitely it was it was a good movie it was worth seeing okay um and uh, I, I won't go into any interpretation about, you know, the details about it, but uh, I would, definitely worth seeing. I, I would rather see it in the, on the big screen first and then to, you know, see it on cable. OK, so I have to do my home. I have to do my homework. So I will go see the Black Klansman maybe sometime next week. 
you know, I'm busy. So anyway, I will go see it. And okay. The last movie, I, the last movie I did go see though, I, I did see um, Crazy Rich Asians, which of course James will go <laughs> see Crazy Rich. <laughs> I'm not I'm Asians. Not, I'm, not, he's, I'm he's, not about. He's of the Asian persuasion these I'm days. I'm not about to take a deep dive into all okay. into all and all <laughs> and that. And I'm not but, mad at you, right? Uh, but <laughs> I was expecting a comedy when I went to see, and it wasn't Crazy Rich Asians. And the movie's doing very well at the box office, by the way. It's yeah. doing very well. Yeah. Um, oh, they're having they're hosting like big parties and events. I was in Alameda, and when I was watching Black Klansmen, they had the main theater, and they had a speaker, they had music, little DJ, they had a whole big old thing. And I heard from they Crazy did Rich it. Asians. Yeah, they've been doing this. You know, and, you know, this and, is how they've been Song doing P, the I'm movie. Not, I'm that mad. Niggas got dressed up for Black Panther. Went crazy. Oh, of course. So, of hey, course. All Asian cast. Love it. I, I was expecting a comedy. It's actually a love story. Okay. Um, and no spoiler alert here. But anyway, at the end of the movie, there wasn't a dry eye in the place. Okay. I mean, oh, I even, it ended like that. Yeah. Okay. I even, I even, I even teared up a little bit. Just Did a little, you? just a little bit. Just a, <laughs> just a little bit. Okay. I'll see that one. Okay. I, 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 I had to, I had to hold it in. I got something. Look, I got something in my eye. Right. Okay. Um, but it was a good movie though. I'll so, see it on um, cable. Crazy Rich Asians, Crazy Rich Asians. If you have an opportunity to go see it, it's worth, it's worth, um, okay. worth the watch. So All right, check it out. Moving on, moving on, moving speaking, on. And speaking of movies, I was a little, um, I was a little heartbroken. Well, I was a little sad that Idris Elba. Oh. Uh, there been there been a rumor that he might become the new James Bond, right? And he recently released a statement saying that he would not be the new James Bond. I was like, oh, that's but you kinda, know something? Um, apparently, up. the initial director that was supposed to uh, direct the movie he Anthony, dropped um, out. Anthony, Anthony Horowitz, right? And after he dropped out, and because Idris was the a selected person actually to play the role, and for some so reason was, there it may wasn't be just some a rumor. No, he okay. really was. Okay. And so I think it may have some relationship to do with the director dropping out and because of uh, creative differences, you know, with, I guess, the studio or whatever. And that's the reason why the director dropped out. And therefore, it may have a reason why Idris Elba is not going to be playing uh, the first uh, African blonde uh, or Bond. Bond. Well, um, um, I have um, I have Anthony Horowitz, I, and uh, evidently he's the author of the continuation of the Bond series. Mm-hmm. He was quoted as saying that um, Idris Elba is too is too street to be James Bond. Oh my God, you and gotta like, be kidding! Are you serious? Oh well, then he he's stereotyping. Okay, so that's what I mean when you're talking about uh, Denzel Washington playing that dirty black cop. You know, and he, this is what he gets the the role for. I mean, he gets the Academy or Oscar for that. It's almost as saying, no, let me finish. It's almost as saying that a black man can't be finessed with class and a, a, a high um, world travel intelligent agent, secret agent. You're damn straight he can. And if anybody was going to play that role, that Denzel could play it, and so could Idris Elba. So that that's why I say, you know, when you start stereotyping people for roles, and this is what the Academy, you know, 
Academy so white, they give the, uh, the, the Oscar to Denzel for that role because that was more digestible. But for Idris Elba, it's almost saying this is not digestible for a black man. It'd be a 007, you know, world-renowned, super slick, smart, this, that, and the other. Attractive, I'm glad that uh, attractive. I'm glad know, that uh, Spike Lee did the Black Klansman because it's almost reminiscent of a movie, I think, in the 70s called The Spook Who Sat, Sat By The Door, okay. which basically... Um, just from my brief recollection, because I was a film student, it was one of those films, black films. But anyway, and it was a, a secret agent, the only black one who was allowed to be part of, let's say, either the CIA or whatever. And he had an ear to what was going on socially and internationally and everything going right. on on the ground. Right. So. Yeah, it just, I mean, that that's an asinine statement to make. Oh, of course. I mean, of course, because to suggest that black men couldn't be James Bond, I mean, that's that's ridiculous, right? Because I would think that James Bond would have to be street to, on some level, he has to be, you know, I mean, of course, James Bond is, his persona is cool, um, um, sophisticated, oh, and, and, you know and suave, and, and he wouldn't have to change his accent to an you know, American he's, accent. You know, he's handsome and all this He other could shit, use so. his, his natural accent, exactly. which is British. Exactly. And it's almost as if they don't want to put on a big screen a man looking sexy, because that's the key character about all bonds yeah bond has women he has women and not not all women bonds bond. have been sexy let me just say um yeah and you're right about that and um <laughs> not to take a deep dive into that but um let's see sean connery he was the first jane bonds of course um pierce brosnan um, i'm sorry pierce brosnan uh, roger moore and the guy you're referring to timothy dalton he was probably the least popular <laughs> bond right he just exactly. didn't have he didn't have no, the no he didn't have it. It's like, how did you know, he get that? Right. You know, he didn't. He didn't quite have it. So, um, I, I agree with you on that. But getting back to um, Idris Elba, he doesn't really strike me as someone that would be too street. I mean, he's an English actor, right? He's and, he's not. There's nothing street about him. Um, so that's listen. We gonna throw that that one. We not gonna spend well, too much time right, on that. Right. Right. He's just an asshole. That's yeah, all yeah. that is. We'll leave that there. And, and I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure that there may be some Bond fans out there who say, "Oh no, you know they're." Bond can't be black. No, he can't. He can't be a nigger. No, you know what? No, and I don't care about them. So right. we gonna kill it, <laughs> <laughs> kill it. So they this, they could just move on. That's all right. There'll be a day for a Idris Elba to play Bond or something even greater. But uh, but that's uh, ridiculous. But, now, so. but, but since we're talking about um, Bond, Song B, do you think if let's okay, let's say he did, let's say Idris Elba did get the role of James Bond. Would there be anything that they would have to change? He's a black man, and let's be real. No, black men and white men, we're not. We're not the same. Oh wait, wait, wait. Well, what, wait, wait. <laughs> Hit the brakes, oh, here skid. Here we go. Oh, okay, we go. skid right into the corner here and crash. Listen, there's nothing that they have to change about him being uh, playing the role of Bond. Not a mofo thing. Okay. Not even the martini drink. Just. What oh is we gonna change it to, to Hennessy and Coke? <laughs> no. A for loco. <laughs> I know, right? No. For loco watermelon flavor? No. Smoking Newport. First of all, Idris Elba <laughs> is of uh African Nigerian, okay? Now now wait a minute. He's well trained in uh 
theatrics, you know, studies. This man has style. He has class. But yes. the last classy thing he ever did was date K. Michelle for a hot minute. All he did was hit it from behind. I mean, allegedly, I don't know. Well, but, you know, um, you... <laughs> but anyway, and that that really is just a pun, a little joke there. But no, no, they wouldn't have to change anything. And you're absolutely right. And and and, and I did a, I did a, I did. A... You, you know what you thinking about? Bond from the hood. That's what you thinking. <laughs> Right, but you know, you know what? Yeah, I, I am thinking about. I am. Thinking they did about make Bond. one of those I'm, I'm movies. About Bond from the hood, but no, I think, you, they, I think but, it was Superfly. But you're right; they wouldn't have to change much. They wouldn't have to change much because, like you said, he already, ha- he, he already has the um, he already has the accent. They wouldn't and, have to change nothing. And um, I did a short dive into um, Idris Elba and just his, you know, he, in his um, his career. He's he's been in a lot of a lot of um, movies and and shows like The Wire, Mandela. He has a, um, a, I believe he has a TV show, um, Luther, American. That's Gangster. on Netflix. He, yeah, he's been in, he's been in a t- Thor, the Avengers. So man, he is a very distinguished actor, and abs- and I, I totally agree with you, um, Sonby. I think he would be great as James Bond, but I think they were probably. Do you think there'd be some backlash though from like the Bond fans who say, you know what? Seriously, you know like, what? LeBond, like I, Bond, I, Bond, Bond cannot be. be he can't be you. black. This is where I am on this. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. We go. We just finna make. We just finna make Idris the new Bond. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. That's where he I is am. the new Bond. Okay. What nobody got to say. That's our nigga. He is the new Bond. Period. That's that. Okay. Okay. So listen. I'm, I'm move on. I want to talk about. Uh, so you've been watching uh, uh, Coldest Balls. Little Kevin Hart. Oh, here we go. Little Hardy Hart. I just Cold gotta go balls. there. First of all, before I get into Coldest Balls, let me tell you what really cracks go. me up. I know you've seen Kevin Hart's commercial with uh, Mountain Dew commercials. Yes. Oh my God! They kill me. First of all. How little did that tricycle have to be to make him look like he's really rolling on some big ass Harley? That kills me. Next <laughs> time you see that, he's like, "I'm ready to go." That ain't nothing but a, a big wheel. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it kills me. I'm sorry, but anyway, moving on. Coldest balls. Yeah. So I've been uh, following. So it's a, a a web series that he's doing. Okay. And he started, I think, in February. Uh, and then now he just came out in August with his season two, season two. holds his balls. And, uh, so he's had, uh, LeVar, LeVar ball, ball but it was supposed to be Lonzo ball uh, on Dr- the show. Draymond green has been on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, um, Lamar Odom. He's been on the show. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, um, it wasn't, isn't that kind of a recent show? Which one? Um, the one the, that Lamar Odom. No, that's that's I think that's from season one. Actually. Oh, really? No, no, no. Not, I'm, I'm thinking about Lamar. I'm sorry, Leah Lamar Odom. I think that's the uh, that's from season two. I yeah, believe. August. That was yeah. Um, that was only uh, about a and that, week and or that's, so and, ago. And like the twenty first or something. I'm actually happy that I was able to watch that episode because, as you know, we mentioned um, Lamar Odom mm-hmm. on our last podcast, and you know all the shit he went through. Oh with, yeah, I was with, wondering with what, where, where he and, was, and um, he's writing a book. Right, right. And, he's, and he wrote he wrote a book. Well, the book's not out yet. I don't believe the book's out. I look for it. You look for it? It's not out. And it's not out yet? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so they featured, so he featured um, Lamar Odom on this, this one of the latest episodes of um, Code is Balls. And it was really cool to just hear, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know, you know, the this, this show was kind of, it's kind of serious, kind of, kind of funny. 
you know. Well, you know what? I think it's it's funny. The only thing is that that particular show had to, got a little serious because of you know when he brought up his issues about you know what Lamar was going through. But here's something. This is just a side tip. They're both Gemini's. Did you know that? I didn't, I did I didn't not know, know that. A little hard. You know, Gemini's. We are very creative people. So I, I thought, <laughs> okay, big up on the Gemini's. But anyway, go ahead. Go you ahead, you just a Gemini? Just just you a Gemini? You didn't know that, JJ. Well, you know, they say Aquarius and Gemini's get along. You didn't know that, J.J., yeah. Well, you know what? I should... 20 years of friendship, I did not know that. J.J., yeah. I'm I'm a gem twin. Um, But but it was good just to hear um, Lamar Odom talk about his... Well, I didn't know he suffered from from anxiety. And he said while he was... um, well, he was going through his situation. He had... He said he had, what, 12 strokes, six heart attacks. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy, That's crazy, man. Um, Now, that's something I did not know. he, He shouldn't be alive. Right. Right? He right. should not be alive. So, um, you know, that's really crazy. But, um, wow. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it sounds like he basically was saying that he's he's come out of it. He's come to a place where he could write a book. He's friends with his ex-wife. Even when she was showing up at the hospital after he had his uh, tour at the Mustang Ranch. Right. And, uh, yeah, his binge tour. And no wonder that the doctor said that he was a living miracle. Yeah, and it's just and it's, it was just good to see Lamar Odom just looking healthy, um, looking like he's he's you know he's gone through his situation and he's you know he's back to normal. To come back, well, we don't know how much well, back I want, I want, to normal is. Saying, if you if you normal, go through a near fatal drug some, overdose. I mean, how much back to normal are you going to be? We don't know the details of that. I'm sure there is some long-term impact. 12 heart attacks. What, or six heart attacks? 12, 12, six, no, 12 strokes, stroke, six, heart, six attacks. heart attacks. I mean, uh, near death, there's got to be some some fallback of that. that. That's just the damage is done. But at least he's up, he's moving around. He ain't going to be playing for no team. Well, I no, guarantee course, you that. Of, of course not. But, <laughs> but um, and, I, and, I, and I use the word normal. Um, but it was just good to see Lamar Odom again, looking healthy and just being able to speak about and coming out, yeah, you coming know, out in, being, in the just media, just being, just being candid conversation. Cause right. I really wasn't sure if he was, would he, if, if Kevin Hart would even ask him about, you know, about the card, about the Kardashians, was he dating Kim? Who no, was no, he, who no, was no. He, Chloe, he, Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Remember the one they say that's OJ's daughter, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, but I I didn't know if I didn't even know if um if Kevin Hart would even take a a, a, um, a short dive into like his personal situation and and he did and again it's it's kind of lighthearted it was like and didn't, he didn't go that deep because I I yeah. can see him when that book comes out he'll get his chance on for a lot of interviews it won't be Kevin Hart mm-hmm. but on some you know some really good in- interviews to talk about you know that book I'm sure. Right, and you then know. and then for Lamar Odom to say he would he was watching TMZ every day to see if his name would come up on TMZ, I thought that was big, and um, so kudos to um, Lamar Odom. I'm praying for you, brother. Hope you're doing well. But again, just to see him in that in that in that in, in, on on Coldest Balls, right? As a featured guest, I thought that was cool. Right, and I just want to say, you know, that's a, that's a good point to uh, actually to wind down on a on a positive note mm-hmm. by sending out, you know, some because uh, I, I I agree with you, Just James. That it's it's good to see the brother coming back, you know, and being able to 
be on the show or even though it was web TV, it didn't matter, but to come out, he's coming, he must be feeling well enough, healed enough to go through his coaching, his counseling, you know, to do this book to, you know, to kick it with, uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart yeah. in, in a tub of ice, which yeah. Kevin little ass never, he never keeps his ass. Right. He never, you know, he cheats, right. Right. you know? Right. Uh, but didn't he, didn't he go all the way in? He did not. He has, he, he did never not, he goes did not, in. He did not go all the way in. He's full and, of it. Uh, and also Kevin Hart, you uh, full of it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> A big shout we know. out! A big shout out to the guy was it Daryl, the guy on the side with the, the, straight, with, with, the beard? With, with the straight face. Right, 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 right. He just has. He he's just, a straight character. Yeah, he, just, he just puts he just puts more ice into the into the tub. I know. Freeze them tiny balls. <laughs> whenever whenever Kevin whenever Kevin says something on the line, he he put more ice in the tub. So in fact, I'm gonna start is, calling Kevin 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 Tiny Ball Heart. Right. Kevin Tiny Ball. He'd be like and Kevin like Kevin like Daryl Daryl and Daryl just with straight face just pour more ice. In. <laughs> So anyway, it's, it's, it's a good show. It's it good. good. We show. appreciate it. So uh, anyway, so this is a uh, that's a good note to wind down on, I think. OK. OK. Uh, I think. Uh, well, anyway, I would just want to say that uh, it's, it's, it's been good. It has been good. Uh huh. It's been good. Uh, I Our think, second uh, show. Yeah. And uh, talking about, you know, I think all the things that we touched on is so much more, but we'll we'll leave that for the upcoming shows. Okay. And uh, I definitely got to tune into uh, LeBron's show. The shop. The shop. We, gotta, we might have to get a, we might have to get a GoFundMe fund for like um, <laughs> HBO. Okay. Because right, I'm already I'm already, I'm already paying like I'm already pay, look I'm already look to all my listeners out there I'm already paying like one a hundred and I think my cable was like a hundred and forty dollars a month. Well, wait, 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 wait. So no, I'm serious. What, I'm serious. Well, what you you must have everything premium. That, if no, you're no, no, that no, much no. For cable. That's with no premium channels. Okay. So wait a minute. That's is for the regular. Is, that's for is, the regular. Do you have shit. a house phone? Is that wrapped into it? No. What? I know, nigga. It's, it's ridiculous. Wait a minute. How are you paying all that for? How many boxes you got? I got. I got. Let me see. I got one downstairs in the living room, and I got two upstairs. That's the, what you're paying for. I got two upstairs in the two bedrooms. But the thing is, though, see, I don't know. Some some I don't know. I just know the shit. Just I, I just know the shit is one hundred forty dollars. It's one hundred and forty dollars a month. And HBO. If I wanted, to, I had HBO for a minute, but then Manila told me. No HBO, <laughs> too much. All right, and HBO was like fifteen dollars extra on top of that one forty. Oh no, baby, you need to downgrade. And I'm telling one, you. And, but to, and, then, and then I tried to go down to like a cheaper package, paying like a hundred bucks. Listen, but then I couldn't watch the Warrior Games. Okay, though. first of all, you don't have no kids over there. I got many me. Okay, well that's what I'm saying. If that's it, and she ain't watching Warrior Games, so this is my advice to you. Oh, here we go. Go direct. <laughs> I'm really. I'm gonna tell you. Here we Stream go. your your cable direct TV. You ain't gonna pay more than sixty. I got direct TV. I have direct TV. No, stream it direct TV now. Don't do the cable stuff. Oh. Take, have them get rid of all that stuff because you're paying off all them boxes. Yeah, and yeah, and honestly, you know, I got three hundred fucking three hundred channels. Excuse my language. Three hundred channels. I only watch maybe ten. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, Direct TV, and then when you want to add, ten channels, okay. you add a premium. It'll be about nine ninety nine a month instead of what you're paying. Forget all that. I'll look into that. A lot of people that live in my place, but in the meantime, in the it. meantime, just James on the Vibe Juice needs a GoFundMe account. Anyway, <laughs> you do that on your own Twitter, okay? <laughs> Help me, please. Uh, all right, y'all. Help me, please. That's it with our show today. It's been good. It's been good, y'all. Keep, keep the juice vibing. Keep the juice going. Keep it flowing, y'all. Keep it flowing and keep it vibing. And we'll catch y'all next time. We out. Out. Keep your head above water. 
Dissing Trump when you can. Reality pop-offs. Good vibes. Corporation rip-offs. Good vibes. Fighting gentrification. Good vibes. For 20 caught a vaping. Good vibes. Ain't we lucky we got em. Good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it, y'all. Yeah.